it's the proudest day, the proudest time, and the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still picture that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 17. Uh, another great show ahead for you this week. Um, we catch up with Norton uh, Moore and Ronan Comerford, who are only hot-footing the bike from the FIE Rally starter. Uh, what an opportunity for these two young fellas. It's, you know, we keep saying things keep, can't get any better, but they do. Um, as well as that, then, MI Rally Academy, two members of it. Josh McElaine and Wal Crichton both had an exceptional rally Sardinia. And then to find the finish off then we have uh, Eddie Doherty who won uh, leash, uh, many stages at the weekend. So I think without further ado we'll catch up with Lorcan and uh, Ronan. Uh, lads, FIA rally stars, doesn't get much better. Uh, Lorcan, when did you get the, the notification that this was happening? I'd say it was Building up the last couple of months, um, when I, I was put in contact uh, with Max Marty, he was the winner of the African uh, continent, continental final. Uh, Max had done a bit of motocross and uh, esports, and then got into it via playing the playing through the same. So, yeah, I got in touch with Max as a co-driver, um, because of Niall Burns, and Niall gave us a hand there. And uh, yeah, we've been working away before the training camp, but uh, yeah, just back from Italy you now. As Ronan will testify, it was a good week. Yeah, I Ronan, like, you know, this is like, you know, you've been working and you know, been in conjunction with MI Academy. Like for somebody so young to get this opportunity, it must be beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah, um, it's it's something that I've dreamed of for a very long time and from a very young age. Um it was a late call up for me to the program. Um so I'm I'm filling in for Shane, who unfortunately uh, couldn't do it and um, so yeah working with drivers um from different nationalities um team bonding um yeah it's, it's just been it's just been a really phenomenal two weeks and there's actually been a lot has happened that we haven't digested yet um but this week is a week of um preparation now before we head to san marino next week and um, so we can get it all digested this week and put it into practice from next week on you know we've been watching online connor and like what we've seen it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, was the MA Academy, that was the, you know, that was the, 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 the nucleus of this. This, you know, without this, this would never have happened. And, like, the preparation you guys have got beforehand, did it leave you in a good place going into the the FIA rally start? Yeah, um, to be honest, it was um, a, a massive um step forward for both of us um because a lot of the training that we done um fitness nutrition yes notes um is every and everything that we, we that we do in the academy was utilized in some way um through the fis rally star program so in a way yes we had a, a good general knowledge um and it was something that we were able to heighten um further and be able to um put it into practice then yeah, and, and Lorcan, from your own point of view, like, you know, like, as Ronan alluded to there, you know, what you've already got, does that give you an edge in the, the other competitors you're up against? An edge? I don't know. It's a funny one where uh, we're not really competing against each other with the rally okay. star thing. So um, it's definitely a help. Yeah, definitely. But it's not being scored as, as a championship or, you know, it's not just the fastest person that's going to win the rally star or, the top four from from six seats get a JWRC program next year. So um, there's a lot of lot of external factors that that the teams are being monitored on, just not the the rallying. So um, to have a backup foundation from from our academy in Ireland is definitely definitely a, a head start personally. But yeah, we we still have uh, six rallies to go yet, and uh, yeah, that's only the groundwork. We're only getting going. 
Yeah, like, uh, you know, I don't know, like, it must have been mind-blowing to be there and be involved in it. I think for the, those two, which just were immersed in rally, it was rally morning, noon and night, was it? That's the way it looked like from us looking at it from the outside. Yeah, we'd uh, get up really early in the morning and then Marek from M-Sport Poland, um, the, the trainer, he would bring us for a workout in the morning and then we'd go away into different groups. We'd do classroom sessions, theoretical sessions or fitness sessions. And then there was two tests on as well, and there was personal training, you know, in between all of that. So it really was very full on. Um, and uh, yeah, then when we got back to the room, then we'd other bits of homework to do as well for the next day and that kind of thing. So yeah, we were flat out for the two weeks, um, rained afterwards, but uh, yeah, like it was just nonstop. Yeah, and uh, Roland, like, from your point of view, there was no time to talk up the town. It was just head down. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, uh, we nearly had no time to breathe. <laughs> it was just so full on. Um, yeah, listen, it was something that, you know, it was, we were nearly totally oblivious to what was going on, you know, because we were up and we were focused on, we had a schedule, um, everybody knew what they were doing. We had times that we were doing different things at, you know, so um, it was really, really well structured um, and it, that made it easier because we knew that well Monday we're doing this, on Tuesday we're doing that and you were able to prepare the night before um, as well which is a key and a very important factor in, in all of this um, because if you don't prepare then you, you're just not, you know, you'll just not be going anywhere it'll be a bit of a, a, an up and down um, procedure but yeah, it's it's something that you just have to endure, quite intense I might add, um, but really really good because the more intense it got, the more you you were learning and the more you were taken on board without realizing and um, so for me it was it was really really good and it's a great privilege to be on the program and Lorcan, what what's the structure of it like how, how are you matched with your partner and do you have the same partner then for throughout this whole program or do you swap drivers or how does it work um so you're paired off with uh individually with your driver for the season um our training season is this year and we're starting with San Marino next week. We're doing four gravel rallies and two tarmac rallies in Europe uh, with uh, rally three cars from M4 Poland. So, yeah, uh, we're trained, we're paired off individually with our drivers. Um, but, yeah, we'll be obviously working together then to try and push on for the remaining four JWRC seats next year. And Ronan, obviously you had, you know, two weeks intensive getting to know each other and that bit of bonding, but... What's the plan or the structure for keeping that relationship, you know, going whilst you're not competing together? Yeah, well, um, Abdullah, who uh, who is from Oman, who I'm paired with, um, is has a good general knowledge of of the sport overall. Um, so for me, it's about um, building the relationship with him. Um, in the sense that whenever we aren't together, um, you know, we've had certain two Zoom calls already this week. Um, both yesterday um, to plan for next week um, obviously the distance where he lives in Oman compared to Ireland is quite big so it's very unlikely we will get any testing in a car or any you know private testing done together but uh, we can do as much as we can over over Zoom um, and obviously it's for me it's going to be uh, a teaching process um, to get up to speed um, but I'm confident that we will and obviously we've Built a good relationship over this past two weeks and got to know each other a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's it's just going to be one of them things that you're just going to have to evolve. And as well with Max, um, Max is actually staying with me this week in Ireland. So between uh, the week between the two the two events, so uh, we're we're flying from Dublin next Tuesday to, to San Marino. So um, yeah, like that too. Yeah, this obviously. A lot of work to do in a professional job, but it's also important to get to know the person you're working with. So yeah, we've been getting on very well, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, and yourself. And sorry, just to cut that. Just yourself and Mike seem to get on really well. There's like there was the, the they know the stage end interviews, and like there there's a definite chemistry there. You know, there's a natural rapport between you already. Yeah, it definitely helps. You know, because you spend a lot of time with uh, with drivers and and vice versa. So. Um, I think they often say it's like your your second girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like me, myself and Max are 
fairly well matched with age as well. I'm 25 and he's 20. So like normally if I'm co-driving for other people, I'm generally a good bit younger than them. Now it's the opposite. I'm the old one. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, but it's fun. It's a totally different challenge working with somebody that hasn't rallied before, but with their heads in the right place and, you know, you can form good habits from the start. And, and Lorcan, obviously you're bringing experience to the partnership. So from your perspective, will there be a bit of mentoring and a bit of coaching of Max, you know, you know in the comp from the competition side? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and it's something that Max takes on board really well. Even getting a personal system together, getting stuff that individually works for him because it's a subjective art and everybody is different in what they do. Um, but yeah, to be able to draw from mistakes that I've made or I've made with other people that I've worked with can fast uh, fast track his learning. That's what we've been trying to do and we keep trying to do it. And Ronan, from the, the fitness and the the diet side of things and stuff, so is there regular check-ins with, with the, the organisers or, or what way does that work for you guys? Yeah, so the the fitness is actually carried out by a guy, Sean Phillips, um, and he is a lecturer in sport in the University of Edinburgh. Um, and he works with uh, two guys, uh, Brian and James, James being a co-driver many years ago, but it's since he's obviously retired now and focused on, you know, fitness and nutrition more so. But uh, the company, well, it's, it's a, it is a company, but it's called ESP. Um, and basically they are a high performance um, team, you know, building um, company. So basically what they do is they'll, you know, we've already received emails up from them already um, and they want uh, like a, a digest of um, report of what we find, what we've had, find good what we find bad you know, ways to improve um, and yeah as I say it's it's very like the academy because we have constant check-ins with you know Daniel and Gemma from our nutritionists in the academy so nothing there has really changed um, it's just more so um, you know it's going to be a higher not a higher level but you know check-in more regular because um, they have they have quite a bit for us lined up so we have to be on it from the word go. And you've talked about there's four events coming up. Are they going to be like you know gravel and tarmac? Is that ERC rounds or is it a mixture of just national rounds or is it going to be about everything? Um, yeah, so the there is we start off next week um with San Marino, it's on gravel, um, and then we have round two and three is on tar, and then the last rounds is on uh, gravel again. So um, we have a mixture of tar and gravel. Um Next week's event's only 75k um, overall, so um, it's quite short, just a nice sort of event to bed us in and, you know, get used to the Rally 3 and stuff. Um, and then we move into 130, 150k events, so it'll be, you know, not a massive jump, but um, with enough preparation and hard work, it'll, be, it'll, it'll work out. And Lorgan, from your point of view, you know, like you've got the chance now to sample the Rally 3, like you've been fortunate like, so far. Like you've you sat in a, an R five rally two car. Like those wee rally three cars we spoke last week uh, to the, the you know the JWRC guys. There are some B peaks of kept, aren't they? Yeah, they're deceptive. Uh, they don't uh, look particularly fast or, or feel particularly fast when you're in them, and then you see a video from outside and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even the suspension travel. Um, you know, you always see the pictures of the Rally 3 cars and it looks like there's no gap from the wheel to the arch. But then you see William or Eamon there over jump six foot high, you know, landing <laughs> like a pack. So, yeah. Oh, they definitely work. They're really, a really good, uh, really good package. Um, mm. A serious, serious car for the guys to start rallying in. <laughs> it, 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 isn't it, you know, isn't it mad that that's the first car they stepped into, you know? <laughs> Fast more than about ten years of hardship, but they're very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> they never really bother with civics and one thing or another. And like, yeah. and like Ronan, like from your point of view, like you have made it down, you know, to the last six in the world. That's like you know, you're what eighteen now. Like, do you, do you ever have time to pinch yourself and go, wow? <laughs> well, sometimes I sit and think, what what am I doing? Or you know, it, it, it hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, yeah, as I say, it's you know, it, as Lorcan has mentioned, it's not we're not competing against each other. Mm -hmm. We're, uh, you know, as uh, six drivers and six co-drivers, um, 
and yeah, the best four of each will go forward. But um, it, it's just something that you have to endure and undertake from from now to the end of the year. And it was, you know, it's a constant reviewing process. But from now to the end of the year, it's like, you know, you just got to put everything into it. Um, you know, it's to your determination, your strength, your commitment, everything. And you know, they will see that, and um, it'll be, it'll just be, you know, as I say, as you say, it's the last six. So, um. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure if you if you know the if you know, if you know the structure, but basically the the four will go forward to um JWRC next year, um and then a further three the year after that, and then it'll come down to one um for a fully funded rally two drive in 2026. So that's uh, it's, it's, it's it narrows down every year, um so that's the basic outline of the structure of it. So um yeah we 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 have a, a bright future ahead we know where where we can be in three or two or three years time um so you just gotta gotta do the work excellent and will will this be an ongoing process like will there be another six brought in next year and you know that you know will continue to feed in through or is this a one off do you think that I'm not sure of um I haven't actually asked that question mm -hmm. um at the minute we're more so focused on the six drivers and six co drivers that we mm -hmm. have. Um, yes, of course, obviously, it's going to be something that will bring new, fresh blood into motorsport. Um, so whenever we go, you know, there's obviously going to have to be somebody coming behind us. But how they're going to structure that, I'm not sure. But I know what I've just said there about the, the two or three years ahead, that's for us, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if there's going to be people feeding in yearly or else wait to 26 and go again. So yeah. I'm not sure of, but I uh, can certainly ask the question. <laughs> And Lorcan, you know, uh, I, you know, Motorsport Ireland, like Rally Academy, like we have talked about it to high heavens at this stage. Like this is it. Plus, you know, like, um, but to get this opportunity, like, uh, like Rome, I think is probably underplaying it a wee bit. You guys have made it to, you know, this last six. Like this has been selected from around the world. This, like, I think you need to <laughs> jump up and down and celebrate this a bit more. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest, uh, wouldn't be great at that because look, regardless, we still have a job to do and do it right. So, uh, you know, yeah, maybe enjoy it along the way for sure. It has to be done. We have to have the crack along the way. But, you know, when the helmets are on, it's a different story. And uh, yeah, it's serious business. And, you know, you talked about, you know, your driver getting paired up. Uh, that's your driver for this year anyway. And, uh, you know, and could, could that change or is that the way it's going to be? Um, well, for the Rally Star program, yeah, uh, it's the same drivers for, for the rest yeah. of the season. And mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, myself and Ronan will obviously be doing other co driving in between as well, different drivers that we have. Oh, well, yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, um, so yeah, I'm with Max for the season and uh, and Ronan's with Abdullah. Yeah. And Connor, do you want to jump back in again now? Yeah. And, you know, so it's behind the scenes, like you've, you've mentioned stuff around the, you know, the, the, the physical education side and, and the dietary side, but even some of the names that are working with you from co-driving and, and uh, what do you call it? The, the car preparation side, like, you know, you've got full access to M sport. I think Robert Reed's involved and Chris Patterson and a few others. So, you know, there, there's loads of resources been thrown at this. Yeah, it's to be honest, it's nearly at the stage where you don't know who to turn to because you have that many people at different ends of the phone, you know. So it, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, so like M Sport Poland, we obviously have Maciek, who's the team principal, um, who we can go to. We have Terenzio Testoni from the well, not the director of Pirelli, but he is the Pirelli manager, um, as you know. Um, and obviously, it was really good to get to work with both of them on the testing. Um, as you say, we have Chris Patterson, um, and we also have Nicholas Klinger. Um, we both have, you know, well, I think Chris, we were chatting, has 30 years and Nicholas has 20 years. So they combined, there's 50 years experience there. Um, and they have been in with in nearly every continent or every corner of the world, you could say. So, um, you know, there's there's a huge array of knowledge for us as co-drivers um, as well. Um, and obviously, you know, we learn best working together. So, you know, it's not just myself and Larkin, it's the other four co-drivers that's, you know, joining the program um, as well. And together, you know, I might know something that they might know and they might know something that I don't know. Um, so it, it's, you know, we're always, we're, we're probably exchanging information more so than we actually 
think or see um, and that way creating a bit more structure to it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, as you say, Robert Reed and all the background of the FIA, we have Jerome there, um, who is the project manager. We have Brian, who's his assistant in the project. Um, yeah, we have, we have, like, we have Andrew Whitley there. And we have uh, Richard Rogers, who's like the media delegate who we work with there in Sardinia over the week um, and different people. Um, and yeah, like Linda Hervenen does our media. Um, she's, you know, our, in charge of our media. And uh, there's another guy, um, I can't remember his name, just off the top of my head, but he's from Autosport on motorsport.com. Um, so yeah, it's there's plenty of... Tom Howard. As I said, there's that many names of people we've met this past two weeks. You're trying to think of who everybody is. But um yeah, so like that's that's a broad outline of what you know who we are working with. And you know, obviously, you know, one person leads to another and the next person leads to another person and then you're in the team. And so it it just you know, it just it's your about networking as well, basically is the word for that. It's your networking and um your approach to it all. So yeah, it's there's a lot to lot to think about and a lot to endure, but it's great. It really is very good. It's a bit bananas as well because, uh, <laughs> like, it's not that long ago we were watching like Richard Burns and Robert Reed on Mookie Pair and the two hundred six, and now he's asking you what the story is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's a, a pinch yourself moment. Like, you know, like you know, there's Robert Reed, like a world champion. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Patterson. You know, who who was doing WRC last year. Like, that's you know, for young guys like yourselves. It has to be, how did this happen? It's class. And they're so approachable as well, you know, like from people that you thought are legends and, and that, you know, and it's just, they just want to help. They just want to pass on what they can. Um, it's really, really cool. Yeah. And, and like with that, Larkin, you know, no matter what the outcome of the competition for yourselves, like to have that support network, to make those connections, the people you can lift the phone to, the wealth of experience, you know, no matter what happens out of this, your your own career journey in rallying can only, you know, grow, uh, you know, fantastically from this. Exactly, Connor. Yeah, exactly. Um, regardless of how it goes, we just need to put our best, best foot forward and, uh, take the most out of it as we can, you know. Um, it's a unique program and uh, just we're really glad to be part of it. And and, and Ronan, I'd like to wrap things up, I suppose the same question to yourself, like that's, that's the, the worst case scenario, the network, you know, the, the context you're going to take from this is going to be out of this world? For sure. Um, it, it couldn't have all happened without the support of Motorsport Ireland and the background team of the Academy. You know, there's been so many people working on this for a long time. Um, and, you know, we were chatting briefly and different things. So it's our names have been in the hats for quite a while. And we have only found out, you know, obviously, well, for me, it was quite late. But for the it was a wee bit earlier. But, you know, it's it's something that we're very grateful for. Um, and, you know, the, to be given these opportunities is it's just mind blowing. And as I said, it has, the feeling hasn't sunk in yet. And, it, you know, I was actually saying to um, Matt last week, I was saying, you know, going to WRCs was like a holiday um, on a novelty, but now it just seems like if you miss one, you're like going, for God's sake, and you know, you're, you're going to them now, it's not, it's, it doesn't feel as if, you know, if it's a privilege, if you know what I mean, it just feels like you're just going to another rally, like hope being at home here in Ireland. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's been really, really good. And as I say, you know, the support network, everything can't fall to the all. I'm just very happy that we're here. We're going to work very hard to to get us up the, the ladder a bit. And then the final word then to Lorcan. Lorcan, that's opportunity. You're going to grab it with both hands and make it work the best you can. Full attack, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to hear from the two lads. And that's only going to get better and better as the year progresses, no doubt about it. Um, Connor, uh, Raleigh Sardinia at the weekend. Um, what can we say? It looked more like safari places, didn't it? Oh, listen, come to sunny Sardinia. <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, it was anything but. Um, just yeah, as you say, it was it was it was a great preparation for safari rally. Yeah. It really was. Although to be honest, I think if I was Toyota, I'd be dreading if there's any water splashes in Kenya. Yeah, on M Sport. On <laughs> M yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Not a good event for M-Sport. Really no. not a good event. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like Obviously, 
the car had improved a bit. The, the Rieger dampers, they've done a bit of work with the company, but i still not in a happy place. No. Um, and then, you know, other gremlins with the car between electrical issues, water pump again. Um, and then Lube, another set of issues we're not quite clear on, but obviously enough for them to, to pull the car completely and not even... Yeah, that, that was a bit of a strange move, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, and then for Mo as well, leading the... Oh, and after the final stage, I know it's you know just how incredibly unlucky you know leading the WRC to. I suppose the positive out of it is that the the Fiesta is back. Absolutely, it is. In mm -hmm. Huge inroads there, big strides. Um, you know, if I was Skoda, I'd be concerned, looking mm -hmm. over my shoulder, that yeah. that the Fiesta is is definitely improving and more to do in that, or more work to come on that. So for sure, that's for sure. you know it's looking mm -hmm. like a heck of a strong car. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned earlier, Toyota and back in Rally One again as well too. Um, not the best weekend for them. Like now, OJ was OJ for the first day and a half, looking sublime, untouchable, and just a simple. Like I think they said his foot slipped off the brake pedal and, she, and slid into the ditch. You know, even 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 the the, the greatest can make mistakes absolutely yeah very uncharacteristic mistake and you know when you see the in car you can actually see the foot slipping off the pedal was um obviously mucky from getting into the car and just seemed a very simple one but he just got beached and that was it um and evans again jesus he's just not getting a break really is he yeah mm -hmm. uh roven para like you know i suppose like, at the end of the day extent he's leading the championship and you know and good points in the, the power stage again that suppose how that's how championships are won. Whenever you're having a bad weekend, making you know maximizing the loss. Yeah, and turning the wick up when he had to, and he did mm -hmm. on the on the you know like to, to again Sunday from all accounts, particularly the power stage, seemed to be the worst weather wise between cloud bursts and you know I I know even from talking to to Will and Josh. They were saying that even the road sections were were dicey on the Sunday with the amount of rain coming down. But like for for um, Roven Para just to come out and blitz it again, it's just incredible what he can do when he wants to. That's for sure. That's and for he sure. seems to be able to turn it on and off. It's not that you know he has a bad day or a good day. He mm -hmm. can just switch it on when he needs to. Yeah, and like I suppose something like that would be impossible to keep that going over three days. But like never you need it in a first stages. Yeah, it is. You know, and then I, I, just to jump in. It's something I've just noticed, Tanak. What is it that Tanak has a mediocre Friday, Saturday? If he has a super rally, he comes back on the Sunday and he pulls incredible times out. Like yeah. where and how? <laughs> when yeah. I, I haven't figured that one out yet. But like no. he, can, he he can turn it on when he needs to, but he's yeah. not. But for whatever reason, it can't be one hundred percent the whole time. Yeah, and then I suppose others are biking off on the Sunday. And maybe they're perfecting their setup, and then the big by Sunday that you know they're not getting the same test as others. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But um, and it's so, just I've got a, one last comment. A gripe. I'm sick of Sundays and tire management. Oh uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's four stages on a Sunday, and they're cruising through on mm -hmm. three of them. It's yeah. just oh, it's getting uh, frustrating. That's it. It's become a bit of a joke now. There's no doubt about it. You know, because like it, they're all complaining. You know, they're just driving through the stages. Like for everybody, like. For the teams, for the drivers, for the spectators, it's it's uh, it's becoming ridiculous now at this stage, you know. Um, the my drive of the weekend, I think Lappy. Um, you know, I'm a, a huge Lappy fan anyway, but like I just think, you know, for him to be putting the pressure on OJ for you know Friday and Saturday, showing what he's made of, superb, you know, and played the team game as soon as OJ was out, he knew he was only ever going to be allowed to finish second. He, he you know he done all of that stuff and then more. Absolutely, he did. And but again, unfortunately, still sounding a little frustrated. He knows at the end of the day, he knows the team game. The team made it very clear from you know rally one that um or from Monte Carlo that Neville was the favoured driver for the year. So and fair fair enough, Lappy did as soon as OJ was gone, he backed off. Uh, but he's still kind of upset about it. You kind of think, well, you know, you kind of just have to come to terms and get over with it. Unfortunately, yeah. like mm -hmm. I'd love to see him oh, have a free, sure. you know, free hand mm -hmm. to to fight. But you know, there's no point in griping about it. It's what you signed up for. That's for sure. And like then, you know, you talked about other drivers. Like if Neville could ever have a good Friday, what would he not be like? You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
if he ever gets into that car and himself and the car are right from stage one, yeah, yeah, there could there could be something phenomenal there. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. But like, great to see him taking the one. You know, it's probably like we said before in the the, the you know previously he needed something that strong again now to you know to reignite his championship. Like his back was in now twenty five points. It's, you know, it's a one away. All it takes now is for Roven Perra to have one bad rally. You know, and that that could put Neville back in it. You know, discount Neville at your your peril. I think. Well, yeah, and and again, if we go back to last year. The, the Toyotas struggled Finland, Estonia, the fast, smooth gravel rallies. They did have their issues and they weren't as, as fast. And the Hyundai's were more vulnerable last year. The Hyundai's starting to look bulletproof nearly again. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, that was a tough event and no major issues. Like Danny's was a roll. Yeah. Um, you know, so it wasn't that it was there was anything uh, mechanical or technical went on the car. So the Hyundai's are coming good. And I'd be, you know, I don't know how whether Toyota really did get to the bottom of what was wrong in Finland and Estonia last year. So it'll be interesting to see. That's for sure. Did you watch this space? But, and then mm. our own guys, like um, yeah. Aaron Johnson and Taika, um, incredibly bad luck. But whenever they were there, they were setting some great times. So from that, we have to take the positives. Things are starting to look up again for Taika. Um, you know, undoubted talent there, isn't, you know. And then uh, Wall, Wall and Eamon, like Eamon probably had... An horrendous weekend in some ways, but a positive weekend. No, there's like some great times. Wall taking the the JWRC one. You know that's three MI Rally Academy ones in the academies or the the junior championship this year. Fantastic, yeah. really is class. And then you know Josh and John then and and Stephen uh, Patrick and Stephen then as well. Uh, where Josh finished seventh, I think, in the WRC two challenge. Yeah. Uh, and the top 15 overall, 15, 16, 15 overall, 15 yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, he's definitely one of the fans of the year this year. Yeah, and, he, and not just mean in Ireland, I mean overall. Yeah, no, definitely. He, he's, he has to be drawing some attention to himself on the mm-hmm. world stage at this point. Yeah. Like some solid, like the seat time is helping, which, and they all need more seat time. Mm-hmm. Seat time's helping him. Um, he's getting that consistency, some great finishes between Portugal and uh, Sardinia. So, you know, can't wait to see Josh out again now in the next WRC round. Yeah, and like Patrick and Stephen were blighted with bad luck, but on Sunday they had some good times, so I think yeah. there's positives there as well too. So I think without further ado, we'll get you caught up with Will and Josh earlier. William, Josh, thanks for joining us this evening. Um, what do you call it? Delighted to, to have you on after Sardinia. Thank you. Thanks for um, having us on. No problem. Very welcome. So, sunny Sardinia, not. Um, like, gee, it really did seem to have everything thrown at you. I, I know in previous years it was always the, the, the concern was the amount of heat and the dust and the rocks, but um, it seemed like a completely different event. I don't know. Is that how you find it, Josh? Yeah, yeah you could say that. Um, it was quite different from, from last year. Even the stages was quite different from last year. Um I think we had like 40 kilometers of pace notes from last year's rally to this year. So uh, um, we always knew the weather was going to be different, I think, going into it. But we I don't think anyone expected what, what came at us. And uh, yeah, it was a proper challenge. And William, how, how did you find it? Was it what you were expecting or, or you know, would take you by surprise? I definitely thought it was going to be warmer uh, than it was. And I suppose coming into the event whenever we've seen that the weather you know there's going to be a bit of rain um i think my first thought was well that's good that it's not going to be you know roosting in the car but uh i think after what we were put through i think we would have rather that it was just uh a bit of sun but yeah it was i think the problem was that it was still pretty warm um so you know you could run say the harder tire because of the ambient temperature but then because of the condition of the road whenever it got so muddy you needed the soft tire so it made you know that pretty tricky, and then Josh as well. What do you call it? You're obviously limited to the amount of tires that you have for the weekend. How, how was that tire management? How difficult or how, how much harder was it? Uh, so uh, I think we're doing similar. We had 12 uh softs out of 26 tires, so yeah, trying to manage them throughout the full rally was, was what you're aiming for. Um, I think every tires suggestion from Pirelli was soft but you had it on that there you need it about 26 soft so uh 
yeah, in the first loop, I think, yeah, we were in three and three, so three softs, three hards, and this is the sort of thing that you have to to look at from the start of the rally and three reggae to see where you can actually use your hard tires because ultimately the soft is for performance, but you have to try to find some sort of balance to to get the hards to work somewhere. So yeah, we we used the hards on the the fifty kilometer stage. Still, a, a soft tire would have been better, but at least we got uh, some use out of them. And. What do you call it? I know, I know in previous years there's, there's always been the talk about the, the bedrock there. What do you call it? Well, it's dry and dusty. Was that an issue this year or, or with the mud you weren't really getting down that deep or how was that? Yeah, it was still quite rough in places. Uh, I would say you're probably getting deeper in places because the ground was that soft. It was it was going down quicker but the biggest thing in this rally was the the rocks coming out onto the road. It always has been like that. It doesn't get so rotted like the likes of Portugal and that, but it's the actual rocks and the size of them that does the damage. So picking your way through that there and trying to avoid punctures is a big thing. But yeah, we still got, I don't know, four punctures and uh, yeah, it was challenging that way. And I think William has a bigger story to tell than that. Yeah, William, what do you call it? Day one, you had the, the Monty Lermo stage, the big 50k. Like, was that daunting knowing you had that ahead of you? Yeah. Uh, I think we everybody just sort of tries to forget about the distance and whenever you get into a rhythm, you know, it makes it whilst the whilst the stage goes on for a long time, it maybe doesn't feel it in the car if you get into a good rhythm. But if you're not into a good rhythm, then it just feels like the longest stage in the world. But um yeah, we on the first on the first pass of it we got one puncture about halfway through, so we had to stop and change a wheel. Um and then we we actually noticed that it took quite a while for someone to pass us. So you're sort of thinking, well, maybe these guys had problems as well. And then we got about 2K up the road and then we um, we passed uh, the car that did pass us when we were stopped. So, yeah, everybody had their own issues. And then in the second pass of the stage, we had uh, two flat wheels. So we, we had to change both of those. So, yeah, it was a long stage and, you know, took a lot of energy so then whenever you had to change one or two wheels in the middle of it it was it was pretty difficult but um as I say everybody you know had issues of their own and I think it came down to trying to have a, a slick tire change and um you know you could actually probably gain a bit of time there if you know because I think in one of the passes nearly all the juniors had to stop to change a wheel so it sort of came down to who was quickest before and after the change the wheel and, and who could do a quick wheel change so um yeah it was uh it was definitely hard work now it was um it was a hard hard friday and when you have that situation where you have two punctures on the same loop and you've used both your spares do you have to back off can you afford to back off you know how, how do you manage getting to the the basically the end of the day i suppose we were maybe lucky in a way that the stage that we got both our punctures on it was the last stage of the loop so um we, we had to be careful for the remainder of the stage that we had um and yeah after that it was just a matter of getting back to service but it was still quite a long road section so yeah we, we definitely couldn't afford to get another puncture um in that stage before we got back to service so yeah we were, we were talking about that in the car that we just needed to be careful and get to the end so yeah, it would have been harder if we had stages after that. And I think Josh was in that situation uh, the next day. So, yeah, that's when it gets really tricky. And Josh, with that, yeah, like obviously there was no let up in, in the weather the whole weekend. So basically when you got into Saturday, how did the Saturday go for you? As William was saying, uh, I think the second loop on the Saturday, the second stage, uh, there's a thunder, there's a four minute gap in front of us because... Grison was out, I think, and uh, the heavens opened and it was torrential rain for the first, I don't know, 10k. And I think in the splits, we dropped like a minute and everyone behind us was dropping minutes because of the rain was that bad. Um, but we got to the end of the stage to have two soft wheels. Um, but on the first stage of the loop, we DB'd it a tyre, but there was still air in it. So we had two punctures and a, a DB'd it tyre, so we had three good tyres and for the two stages left in the loop so we had to put the db tire back on um and basically just drive through the the two next stages because if we didn't we were out of the rally and we had to go into super rally so these are the things you're faced with and yeah, people might see the times and say what's wrong here but 
it's literally do that or you're out. So, um, yeah, it's quite a hard thing to do to try and manage, but needs must in them sort of situations. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and again, even from, a, for, you know, mentally, like, you know, obviously you're itching to, to, to clock up, you know, good times and, and prove yourself out there as well. But it must be very hard to kind of restrain yourself at the same time. Um, you know, do, does does John come into play with that as well during the stage? Would he be managing you as well? Yeah, I think it's a team thing. You have to to realize when to switch on and switch off and go into let's say survival mode. Um, but I think this going into this rally, we knew from last year this was a big thing. And look at the minor retirements; it, it pays off to actually just step back a bit if you have to and and get through. But it was good to show some pace as well on Saturday morning and Sunday morning as well. So uh, no, it's challenging. I think we changed what, two steering arms and road sections as well. So it's. Uh, it was a busy event from that point of view, but it's good good training going forward. And we saw the water splashes have an effect, particularly in the Rally 1 cars. Did that impact uh, in, in the WRC2s at all, Josh? Uh, yeah, it was actually quite a big thing. Um, on Friday, the first yeah the first stage after service, it was cancelled. But we drove through it, and there was, what, three cars stopped at the water splash just driving through it with water damage. So... Uh, yeah, it's one of them things. I think the, the faster you go through it, maybe it's the better because obviously your uh, the water's not coming and get back against you, um, which does the damage. I think so. Uh, yeah, water splashes were a big thing. You wouldn't have thought going to Sardinia and the heat there that water splashes would be the doing the damage throughout the rally. But yeah, they were a big thing as the big talking point in rally one as well. And William, for the JWRCs, you had the new Evolution Fiestas, but. I suppose with the weather and the tire management and everything else, did you actually get a chance to really get to grips with the new Fiestas or is that still to be explored? Uh, you know, everybody seemed to have issues, um, you know, in the JWRC class. So did, did anybody really get a feel for what the new Evolution's like on the Fiesta? Yeah, I think uh, like the first stage, well, the first proper stage on Friday morning was a lot of jumps, um, a lot of high speed compressions. Um, so yeah, I think that's where the biggest development has been on the car with the dumpers. So that was, you know, a stage that you could really benefit uh, from it. But of course, all the drivers are in the same car. So everybody has got the same upgrades, but it, it makes the car a lot nicer and, and faster to drive. You can commit, you know, a lot more to to those type of stages. So, yeah, it was good. But yeah, a lot of the rally, you know, you weren't driving flat out. You were having to you know, try to predict what may be around the corner. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to Estonia uh, fast rally and really, you know, getting back to proper, uh, say proper rally where you can, you know, just go flat out whenever you need, you need to um, and not be worried about, you know, other things that you had to worry about in Sardinia. So, but yeah, it was, um, it's, it's difficult. Whenever you see the P1 guys are struggling, then you really know that, you know, the likes of the WRC2 and, and junior cars are, you know, it's going to be a big challenge whenever those guys are um, facing a lot of issues. And William, did you change your strategy throughout the rally? Obviously, when you saw that your your main competition were also having difficulty. So did that change your approach for, you know, the second leg on Saturday or even for, for Sunday? Um, where obviously in your class, it's about the stage wins because you get the extra points. But is there more, do you put person or, or, uh, more about preserving and getting to the end over getting stage points? Yeah, that was from the start of the rally. Our strategy really was just to, you know, survive. Um, and yeah, we saw that, you know, other guys were going faster from the start of the the event on Friday, but we we knew that that it wouldn't last. But to be honest, even with a strategy where you're trying to go definitely not slow you know you're trying to go fast where it's safe to and then you know try to stay out of trouble in, in the bad places that even that you know didn't really always work we still got four punctures throughout the rally but i think after saturday night when we had quite a good lead going into sunday then we could really you know um just be careful and, and try to tick off the four stages on sunday but um yeah with the stage win points it's difficult because you know if your championship rival gets you know all of those points it quickly narrows the you know the gap that you get from winning the rally but to be honest whenever we put in so much work and such a tough event for everybody to get to that stage on saturday night that 
we were willing just to um you know forfeit the the stage win points um not that i saying that we could have went out and got them because you know the the guys were going hard on sunday for those stage wins so but yeah we just wanted to get through and josh like conditions were tricky as we've mentioned throughout the whole rally and and sunday seemed you know from watching it on on the wrc plus seemed treacherous and I suppose that was proven with Adrian Formo going off on the power stage. How did you balance, you know, like you, you got seventh overall in WRC2 Challengers, um, but how did you balance that last day between tyre, you know, saving the tyres and, and having a strategy to get to the end, but also to, to you know, to go or to fight for a, a strong position? Um, Yeah, Sunday was, it was probably the more straightforward day looking going into it than the previous two days and um, the kilometers were that big uh, but again tires was a big thing with no one that really had many softs left at that point we had two softs crossed with two uh, very worn tires so uh, yeah it was tricky from that point of view but the first three stages were were quite dry and um, it was really the last stages we've seen in WRC plus for for Mo going off and and people having big moments was was tricky, and I think we got two kilometers into it, and it was red flag for us. So I think they waited to let the rally one cars through, and then uh, for the TV coverage and to do it on safety reasons, because yeah, it was getting quite tricky from a driving point of view. And then Josh, next outing for you, uh, next round of the ERC in Latvia, I suppose combination of your ERC campaign, but also getting experience for Latvia, which will be around the WRC next year? Yeah, for sure. Um, going into Latvia again and fast rallies is is a good thing coming from likes of Sardinia, as William was saying, it's more survival. So, yeah, you can properly open the choke now and, and just go for it. I would say from Poland, it was good to show speed there. And going into Latvia, we want to go again and, and try and make good improvements in that Uh it's quite a quick turnaround from Sardinia as the last three events, I think, was four events in the last five weeks or something crazy like that. So, um, James Fulton's actually back for, for this one, which will be good to reunite the, the relationship. It's it's good to have him back on board. He's been a lot of help over the past few months and uh, yeah, see what he can bring from the table after being with the, the big boys. That's great to hear now. Fuzzy's back sitting with you. And William, you mentioned Estonia. So any chance for any prep anywhere before Estonia or or, or have you a gap now basically until that event? Yeah, I'm, I haven't got anything planned, but if that opportunity ever come up, of course, it would be nice. Um, yeah, like we touched upon, it's nice to get back to that sort of event where, you know, I know it got very rutted last year, but generally, um, you know, this, the condition of the stages is good compared to what we've come from. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, whenever I first went to that event, probably wasn't that comfortable with the such a high speed, um, you know, nature of the rally and you know wide roads. But I felt really comfortable in it last year, and our speed came up a lot since since the first year there. So I'm um, I'm actually looking forward to going back to it. Um, and uh, I think that's a good mindset to be in, you know, before a rally. So yeah, I, I am looking forward to it, and it's I think it's only six weeks away. So. It'll not be long coming in and there's, you know, there's a lot of work that we can do uh, from our onboards. I think, you know, there is a good chunk of the rally that'll be the same. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And the 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 new Fiesta or the, the new evolution of the Fiesta, do you think that'll give you a bit of extra confidence going into Estonia as well? Yeah, I think um, slightly stiffer dampers will help um, <laughs> over the jumps. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. And then, you know, there's a bit of an aero package on it as well. So, um that should work in, in our favour as well. So, yeah, as I say, all the drivers will have it. So it'll not just be me, but I think it'll um, it'll make the car faster than, than last year and uh, better to drive. Yeah, great to hear from Josh and uh, William there. And looking forward to see how Josh gets on in Latvia and then William when he's competing in Estonia. And uh, we'll catch up with the lads after those events as well. And Kevin, at the weekend was the Leash Heartland stages and you caught up with the winner. Yeah, I got a chance to chat to Eddie Doherty. I think, you know, what he's doing is he's 2.5 class 14 escort this year. Phenomenal. Leading the Tarmite Championship. And also, like, that's his first out rally one. Great job, you know. Like, and, you know, great competition down there. Frank Kelly, the Milkman, you know, uh, Condell. You know, there's a string of boys out there. 
Um, like yes, the milkman get warming up for Donegal. A few other guys warming up for Donegal, as as was Eddie, you know. Like so, um, looked a great event. You know, all the drivers said, you know, so complimentary towards the, the two stages that they ran as well too. So great to see. Um, anyway, without further ado, I think we'll catch up with Eddie here. Uh, Eddie Doherty, congratulations on the one on Sunday. Um, fantastic result for yourselves. Yeah, uh, Kevin, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's great um, to get our first win, um, probably only a year in a Class 14 car. It's, um, it's a great achievement for us. And uh, no, we really enjoyed the day uh, throughout and with a strong feel of cars and battling with Dick and Gallagher as well at the same time. So, yeah, really I, happy with it. I, you know, like you have served your apprenticeship, you know, you started off in a course, it wasn't it? And then you, you worked your way up, you know, uh, 1600 Escort, gradually up into the, the 2.5. Like, so, you know, rallying, uh, you know, it's all about getting the seat time, serving your apprenticeship. And then whenever you got the opportunity like Sunday, did you feel you were ready for it? Yeah, look, I suppose looking back at it, when we had the cars and that at the time, we're only picking a few local events. And then COVID hit, uh, we built uh, a 1600 car. We've done only three events in that. And somehow, I suppose we got the mad brain wave to go to a point five there and then. Um, <laughs> But no, at the start of the year, then our main aim was to do the tournament championship and uh, try to get as much uh, sea time as possible. But um, to be honest, I didn't really think I'd be in this kind of position this early on or this close in June. Uh, hopefully by October, November, or maybe Clarny Historics this year, we'd hope we'd be on this side of days. But uh, no, happy out. Yeah. And like, you know, the 2.5, we spoke to other drivers about it. There's no sensation like it. Like, a road car is fast, you know, you can get fast road cars, but there's nothing that hits the senses like the noise, the smell, the aggressiveness of a 2.5. Is it like, does that still, is it still a thrill to you every time you get into the car? Yeah, it definitely is, without a doubt. Um, to be honest, even watching some of the videos from the from the hedges is nearly worse than being inside in the car, I think. <laughs> and there was a couple of them sent on there, and the speed coming down some of the straights was uh, absolutely reckless, but uh. No, I look like we still get the buzz all right uh, every day, like we're out now, whether it's wet or dry, and I just don't think he can beat it. Yeah, and like, you know, as you say, like this year, you know, the primary objective has been the Tarmac Championship, but, you know, Portlaoise at the weekend has been coming, like the pace has been improving all year. Do you, you know, do you put it down to, like, you know, doing the internationals, having like two days in the car, does, is that all helping your, your progression? Yeah, it's solely down to sea time. Um, really, I I put it down to um, like like I'd say since February we've been out in the car once a month. Uh, most of them have been two day rallies, and we've just kind of tipped along, the up our speed, not tried to act too dramatic, and uh, that was our main aim throughout the year. Um, was to just build it up, build it up, build it up, and hopefully eventually get there. Um, but look. I suppose you could say poor leash has been a great result, but we're away to Donegal in two weeks' time. I don't think we'll be able to battle with the milkman up there. So, um, look, we're still, it's one kind of uh, one step, and I'm sure there's 101 steps we still have to go. So, uh, no, looking forward to whatever else comes for like, the rest of the year as well. Yeah. And, like, you know, you mentioned the Termite Championship. You're leading the, the modified at the minute. Like, that's, you know, in your first, you know, proper year in the 2.5 at that level, you know, that's a, a fair achievement. Uh, you said you set out to do the Tournament Championship, but was it ever the aim to be this high up at this, at this point? No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, without a doubt, I'll be straight up and honest. Um, I suppose in Killarney, we thought we'd be if we could come within, say, the top five and there on, uh, we'd be happy enough and then start building on our pace a bit more from there. Um, to be honest, if I was happy, like with all the likes of the guys there, Gary Kiernan, Kevin Eves, Mark Alcon, yeah, was there in Galway. Uh, like even to be, definitely didn't think to be leading it anyway. Um, if I was in the top three, I would have been happy. But uh, so far, so good. There's still a lot to go, and um, as always, drop rounds have to make their account into it as well. So yeah, and like we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. And like you know, the, some of them names you mentioned, you know, there's some of the best drivers in the country, in you know, like in, in any class. And like to any day you're racing against them, you have to bring your A game. So like it, it must help you, in, you know, to see what they can do shows you where you need to be at. Does that does that help you then to to increase your pace? You know, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like. 
like even to be like I'm kind of lucky enough with having say Kevin in the same camp for me, I get to pick what he's at and see what he's at. Like being being up with these guys, like they're gonna bring you along and bring you along and bring you along. Um, that's what I find anyway. And probably the best uh, younger and eagerness of me then as well. I just want to be better, better of myself each time. So, but no, but definitely even been around the same camp as these guys, and um, they're always gonna bring you up to to the next level. And they, they seem like a great bunch of lads. Like, you know, we we hear, you know, about them sharing parts between stages and the banter as like a stuff of legend. And, you know, is it nice to be part of that as well? Ah, it is definitely. Um without a shadow of a doubt. Like there's always banter going along. And um, to be honest, me and Killian were only talking about it yesterday. The only kind of bad thing about Leash was that we had no one to go up to. <laughs> was probably because we're so far up the road. Like normally we're always waiting to go up to the five cars ahead of us or whatever else um, it was a bit quiet when there was a couple of dub, dub, just double O's there but um, that was probably the worst thing about the weekend <laughs> but uh, no like we had um, we had a good crack uh, we always do and uh, no as, as you said if someone there yeah, was in bother we'd offer like to them and vice versa so no uh, it's very good mm-hmm. and then you know next week you know we're going on to the, the big one like with a name like Doherty is there a Donegal connection there? <laughs> No, there's actually not, funny enough. Um, there's uh, no connection there, and probably it's our first time up there as well. So it's going to be a big learning curve for me. Um, I don't think we'll be able to match the boys, but still, it's a long three days, and I suppose if you're there at the end of it, I suppose consistency is probably one of our strongest points um, at the moment. So if we can keep tipping away and see where we end up by Saturday, and if something, if we have to up the pace, maybe a small bit on Sunday, like we might try it, but look, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, I think Donegal is, you know, it's always a habit of throwing up a nasty surprise or two on the Sunday. Like we've seen it last year in the overall and in the modified as well. Like it is a finisher's rally. Like if you're there at the finish, you'll not be far away. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, I suppose on Friday then as well with the new stages, it's going to make it a kind of a level playing field. Um, even though they're probably a bit closer to Kevin than some of us would like, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, and then I suppose that Saturday and that is going to be a big learning curve for me. Uh, I think the big critical thing for me next week is to try to get notes absolutely perfect and try to commit to them as best I can. So uh, no, I'm looking forward to the challenge and looking forward to the buzz of it all then as well. Yeah, and like you know, you know the likes of Nogala, Fan, Atlantic Drive. You know those are legendary names in the sport. Like what you know. What's your thoughts, or do you, you know? Do you get nervous even thinking about that, or do you not even try, do you try not to think about that until next Saturday morning? Yeah, to be honest, I don't. I like. I don't think I'll really even think into it. Um, I suppose one thing that really surprised me about myself over the weekend was probably I didn't really get nervous even when we we're in that position over the weekend. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was something like with work and that we have a busy busy schedule and that as well at the same time so unless that's eaten into it I don't know but um, we're like we're calm and relaxed and I think I'm going to try to carry that through now as well at the same time whatever happens happens and uh, we'll try uh, not get the nerves get the better of us yeah and like that that's probably a nice way to approach your rally and like because you know if, you, if you're if you tight and tense that's going to translate into your driving where if you're loose and free that's going to translate into the steering wheel as well Oh, definitely. Like, without a shadow of doubt. And I learned that. I probably learned that probably the hard way a couple of years ago that I was thinking too much into it and doing this and doing that. And it just didn't work. You have to enjoy it as well. And I think that's where the modified kind of works out as well. You can have the cracking. Like, you can have, like, the banter and then still enjoy like, your days, like, your days forward and then go back to work then Monday and look forward to the next one in, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, have you have you set yourself like a target for Donegal or is it just suck, suck it and see nearly at this stage? I think just suck it and see. Um, there's a lot of quick boys and even like even behind us, like there's Richard Moffat and stuff like that. Um, like them boys like will be on their face as well at the same time. So I think we'll just suck it and see. Take it day by day. It's a long three days and uh, see. Hopefully, please God, we'll be there at the end of it all and uh, see. And we'll just see see what happens. Yeah, and like of the Waller, like the Waller at the minute is just absolutely outstanding. Like if if it stays like this until next weekend, the pace is going to be frantic. Oh, it will be definitely, yeah, yeah. Hopefully so. I think uh, all of this week, I know he's looking good. I think there's a few dribbles there on Saturday and Sunday this week, but uh, 
normally they can't get the weather good enough for tomorrow, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We won't look too far into it. <laughs> Eddie, oh, yeah, that's just before we wrap up, you know, the, the one thing we're rallying is a very expensive sport, and it's always great to give your sponsors a shout out. Like, they, they play a vital part in getting you where you are. Yeah, they have been uh, throughout the whole year. Like, there's some great people behind me, and like, it can be financially and even non financially as well at the same time, been there supporting me and messages and stuff like that. So, like, uh, one big one is Bluebird here in Galway, BNG in Galway. Uh, Antec here in Waterford. Um, there's, there's, they're kind of like the main ones, and uh, of course, Ryan Lockman that runs the car as well. He's been a massive impact to me as well, like this year. So, uh, no, like without them people, like I definitely won't be uh, able to do what we're doing. Aye, and as well, Kelly and the man beside you too. Like he, you know, he deserves a lot of recognition as well. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, There's two people in the car. Yeah, definitely. Killian, uh, Killian is after doing the second event with me, uh, so he's sitting on for Donegal and the uh, Ravens Rock as well. That's our plan. Uh, and then, of course, I must mention Tom Murphy as well at the same time. Uh, Tom done Galway, West Cork, and Clarny with me as well. So, no, two great people to have, um, and as well, two great friends to have as well, like inside in the car. So, uh, that makes it as well. Uh, great chatting with Ellie there. So, that was Season 2, Episode 17. Please like, share, rate, subscribe, all those things. Just keep doing it and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, so that's it until the next time. Take care, speak soon, and bye.